A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Who calls you father? Papa. 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 You know you're papa. Papa. Are you happy with that, uh, J- Daniel, Jack, Hannah, whoever your name is? Yes. yes. Oh, God. What's your name? Can I just yeah. say, just before we even start, to the people watching, you know, the thousands. Are we recording? Yeah, the amount of hassle involved in uh, putting this together, like getting the frames, getting the sound, you know, Hannah works against me. It's a lot of stress. Why am I so I would just say that uh, to the people watching, you know, I hope your interest in this podcast transposes into ticket sales. OK, fuck you. OK, um, let's just jump straight into it, son. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to And That's Why We're Not Together, starring Hannah Andrews, David McSavage, with special guest star. Minister for the European Parliament, Barry Andrews. And uh, I'd also like to welcome my two princes, Jack and Daniel, and their cousin, Con, who is off camera because... What? What are you doing there, Jack, with that sound effect? Christ. You know, www.10minutestoolate.ie. Don't be slagging off your children, Hannah. (laughs) I'm I'm really shocked. Um, (laughs) Why are you shocked? Because you're picking on people, and we have Khan, uh, Jack and Daniel cousin. Yes, and somehow who you referred to as hot when he came in, which no, was weird. I, I was, I was weird. admiring that he feels that he doesn't feel weather. You know that it's cold outside. Oh, I see. You're and wearing because he he's wearing shorts. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. Oh, so he must be quite uh, warm-blooded. Yes, like most human yes. beings. Uh, yeah. Okay, but like we all dressed. And look at you. Okay. Layers of clothes. Um, Barry, uh, finally. And that's why we're, we're not, not together. together. There we Actually, go. Should we uh, finish off? Thanks for ju- tuning in today, folks. What? what uh, so, Barry, you are uh, your, my brother. You were born um, on the May the 16th. Correct. 1967. Yes. So we were, and I was born 5th of February 1966. So we're kind of Irish twins. In yes, a way. yes. So is that right, uh, Minister for the Member of European Parliament? Uh, n- uh, member of the European no, Parliament. No, the member, yeah. I was just thinking Yeah, I was what? a minister in the in the government. What did you say, Jack? 
Minister. Minister for the European Parliament. No, I, I actually I, prefer. I said. I said uh, I prefer uh, minister. For oh yeah, Member, yeah. I think. I, I can't yeah, yeah, remember. Now you said minister. For, and I was well, just well, like, uh, well, I, I refuse to answer your <laughs> question because that's it's, not uh, a question. A it's, it's a highly I loaded win. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, no, know. I think minister is better. Uh, you yeah, were minister yeah. for children, and, and you had a state car. And what I thought was quite cruel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Was uh, I'd be busking on the top of Grafton Street, mm. and Barry would get his driver to drive uh, near where I was and playing, wave at and, you? and the window would come down, this? and he'd throw money at me. Oh, uh, how That's much? That's actually a complete fancy. How, how much? How much? How much? Did Pennies? He? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very commercial asset. You know, they want to look at this. And yeah, was it, was we, it worthwhile? You know, we business orientated. Yeah, no, no, fair know? enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But that, but that is obviously you're, you're making that up. Um, I remember there was one occasion when I was in the state car with a guy called Tony Boyle who was a Garda How are you doing Tony? And uh, David I was on speakerphone and uh, so Tony was listening politely and and you said to, we were talking about something the family etc and then he, ter- he turned around and he said uh, you said are you in a state car Barry? Yeah. And I said yes But this is just after you got elected? I know I was in I, yeah. I was in it for a while but anyway you said are you in the state car Barry and I said yes you fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> Tony nearly crashed the car oh lovely 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 yeah, yeah. Should, should, shouldn't he actually be there but pretend that he doesn't listen and not remember well, he anything can't. No. what he heard well I mean I was there so that's how the, I was able to explain the story yeah it? No, no I'm not, him, I can't test oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the no, he, yeah, he, he, he was that uh, what they Hannah uh, he just had a go at you there I know. If I, I did that, you'd be all over me. But you know, very polite. No, so no. I guess, sorry, Hannah. What I was. What, what, no, can you I'm can you hear Barry in his microphone? I'm so sorry. I've got CD. Sorry, Con. Sorry, Jack. Yeah. Sorry, Daniel. Yeah, I can. Okay, sorry, Barry. Uh, anyway, it's great. It's it's unusual. Yeah. I don't think you've ever been here to my house. Have not you? not since I became the minister for the European Parliament. <laughs> 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 it's um, below his standards. <laughs> yeah. So me and Barry and uh, Jack were at uh, our, my godmother's, our, Barry's aunt, Auntie Mary, and she, mm. di- she died a few days ago. And we were at the funeral. <coughs> but it was very touching because this is my Mary Whelan. She's very good to me, Barry, when I was a kid. Mm. Right. And you had your allies when you were a kid. You know, you mm. certain, certain. Well, what was what, that funny, Jack? Okay, listen. Conflict. <laughs> Cornflakes. Yeah, I, I, I sort of feel that it's like a war going on here. No, I think we're settling a lot of other yeah, really. I'm we're talking like about life, Hannah. I'm talking, <laughs> uh, if you just give me a chance to, I'm not articulate. Okay, this so, is like a buffer zone. I was what at a few, I was at, yeah. One line yeah and so she was nice to you. <laughs> Carry on. I was at the few, we were at the funeral and what was very touching about it was that it seemed like, well, it seemed like almost hundreds of people showed up hmm. and, um, you know, being the sort of self-centered, sort of uh, narcissistic type personality, I, I thought like, oh, Mary, my Auntie Mary, she was just really she, nice to me. Yeah. But it turns out she was really nice and had a lot of time for everyone. Okay. And it's she was also a music teacher. And just to see the amount of people from Virginia that paid respect to Mary Whelan, it was very touching i mean it, it went on i don't know for a half an hour just cues no, I, like I think she was very good to you i mean i, I don't think it was you know, like she did like the rest of us mm. uh, uh, we have three sisters and because she uh, was your godmother she actually looked out for you 100 percent. yeah i remember yeah. that yeah mm. very much so so she was and i think she felt sorry for you because you were kind of picked on by your parents because you were 
basically. <laughs> ah. he, he was basically a, a moron when it comes to studying and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. But that's, anyway. That's, that's, no, she definitely looked at so, you. So, um, but I mean, the fact, Con, that you don't do well and you're leaving cert is no indication that you're going to be a failure in the real. <laughs> yeah, look, look at your ankle, David. That's great timing that's right great there. Timing. That you're going to be a failure in the real world. That was almost like the universe telling me to shut the <laughs> F up. Um, but, you know, Con, like uh, there's lots of paths you can uh, walk on in this life. Well, in fairness to David now, look, I mean, you were... You little, you little scot! That's what they remember, remember when we were kids. You little fucker! <laughs> Sorry. But anyway, I was going to say something nice What's about you. Hannah? Is it too late? Oh, his mom just passed. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Barry. Yeah, go Carry on. on. Oh, already? You're going to say something nice. Well, I think that, like, you know, Dave, you were always the lead in the in the in the little, you know, the operas we had in the school and the oh, the, yeah. the musicals we had in the school. David was always the lead. Father Dowling. Yeah. What was it called? Maid of the Mountains. Maid of the Mountains. And gr uh, f our our grandfather came to it, Todd Andrews, yeah. and uh, no. sorry, just let me finish my point because I, I think the point was that. Uh, you know, the, you you are obviously a genius at your comedy. Yeah, no. No, I think he is. Occasional and, uh, moments, like all of us, Barry. No, no, look, you're very talented at, at it. But but what David was very good at up, was not examinable. And there was oh, no yeah. other, like nowadays, if people have capacity, you know, like creative skills, and there is a way yeah. to sort of make sure that there's an outlet for that. You yeah, know, yeah. In the secondary school. So you ended up just bashing against the walls yeah. and the ceilings and... Really uh, having a hard time, I think. In ah, well, listen, you know. And handing it out as much as I, you Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I was a... I was a... You can sing the word, but you can't say... I was a... <laughs> you can't say that word. Is it okay to say bad words in front of Con? Uh, no, he, doesn't, he didn't no, even listen to no, you. I think no. he was just like looking at some stuff. No, he knows it is a bit... It is a bit... How, how old is Con, by the way? 16. He's, and he goes to he goes to Blackrock College as well, the co college that we used to go to, me and Barry. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like it runs in the family tradition. God, they hated me in that college. They did. They did. They hated me in old Blackrock College. In fact, I came in. I was I was a year behind you. So, yeah, they were so uh, shocked that you were uh, well behaved. Well, they, they, they yeah, they all expect me to be like David, you know. Mm. But yeah, and then. I wasn't. What was the reason? So I set the bar so I set the bar so low. Yeah, for they Barry. thought I was a, you know, in a, a massive intellect, <laughs> which I wasn't. Uh, they said I set the bar so lo low for Barry that he just sort of sailed through his uh, time in Blackrock College. But anyway, uh, I just made a joke. I mean, it's a bit off color. What's that? That uh, David was the only boy in the history of Catholic education to abuse a priest. Oh, that's oh, yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the only child who managed to abuse the priest. But. Um, uh, so just back to that funeral, right? But it is funny. There's a sort of mawkish thing that, uh, you know, when people come up to you, they see like th this woman comes up to me. I'm just walking into the into the church where Mary Whelan is uh, being buried. And then this woman sort of makes it. She, she comes up to me. You know, that kind of I, I remember you. Oh, here we go. Um, you carried. Mary Whelan's rings when she got married at 1970 and you were dressed in a red velvet suit. That's so sweet. No, but, but you know what I mean? You know, but you're walking in and you're thinking of Mary and it's just this kind of, and uh, no, it's almost like, I know you, but you don't know me. <laughs> and it's like, Ugh! it's quite creepy. And they're talking about me being in a red velvet suit when I was four years of age going up the aisle. I actually find it so sweet. Yeah, but you're Polish. I think it's so touching because she brings you memory you don't remember. 
So you can actually. And there was loads. Of, there was loads. Of, and then the afters, you know, people just coming up to you and they get close talkers. Like there's one guy standing oh, yeah. there and it's, it's just his like balls are just in my fucking face when I'm trying to eat shite. You know, it's like, get the fuck away, mate. I mean, I, I, I mean, hello. That you was know. your dad. I <laughs> 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 but it's like, look, look, I know you. You don't know me. That yeah, was okay. your dad as well. Anyway, <laughs> nice one, Barry. Well done. Sorry, yeah. Stay out of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was quite a that, that was funny. quite a bomb. Yeah. Then yeah. he just dropped dropped one. Rolled the grenade. Barry does have a better relationship with father <laughs> than me, because of course sure. you followed in in uh, dad's footsteps. Mm. It's funny when you when you walk around with dad, he still behaves like he's a, a full member of parliament or parliament or yeah. the doll. He does, yeah. Well, I suppose he was. He was. He was a TD for forty. He was a TD for thirty-eight years, thirty-seven years, something like that. Oh yeah. So. Sure, we'll call it forty, says you. More like thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. So he was. He was. He was. He was a. He was a politician for a long time. Yeah. And how long has he been retired? He's been retired for twenty-one years. Yeah. So uh, it's great. I mean, it's it's great that he has. I mean, his brother Neil, our uncle Neil, my godfather. Your godfather, uh, he had only two years of retirement. He died in 2006 after retiring in 2004. So that was very tough, you know, that he didn't see grandchildren growing up and all that. And all yeah, that. he was a really so nice guy, Neil. Had such a great uh, post-work <coughs> life, you know. Yeah. And uh, Neil was a minister for the European <laughs> Parliament as well. <laughs> he, was. he was actually, yeah, he was 20 years in the European Parliament. And I meet people in there who recognize, you know, who recognize the name. Oh, who remember him. Yeah, remember him. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he work in RT at one he point? He did. He was a production guy in RT in the 70s. Jesus, what, what must that have been like, RT in the 70s? And he, and he was in, the, uh, Uncle Neil was in America and he was almost recruited to for the Korean War. He got TB in in the U.S., and he would have been drafted, but he... he, he On what ground? Well, he was living in, and working in the US oh, and, right. and there was a sort of a random draft. Oh, I thought he did, because I, I heard that he was in the Korean War, yeah. that he was driving around a general, but this is obviously bullshit. Oh, no, no, you could be right. I thought he... No, I, I just don't know. I yeah. don't remember the detail of it, but uh, yeah, he had a great, interesting career, but short retirement. So uh, I just because because I've been at funerals like in Dublin and there's like two people in the back of the church, you know, mm. like uh, I, I guess like like who would show up to your funeral, Hannah? Well, that's what I was saying. I went to a funeral to my uh, cousin, <laughs> my cousin, yeah. who actually, Zibby. Uh, yeah, who passed away um, too sense. early, committed suicide. And um, yeah, like so many people showed up, and I, that's what I was thinking. If I passed, it would be it would be like three, four people. No, are you kidding me? Yeah, Hannah, so, people people love you. Yeah, but like it would be uh, a state funeral, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, but sure. if you but died, I'd kill myself immediately. Oh, thank you. You don't need to. After do that. you know, a long. Sorry, you don't need to do it. <laughs> really, that's a silly thing to do. <coughs> But yeah, there was. She was Mary Whelan was very uh, in the community, and and then of course the three children uh, grew up in Virginia, so there was a huge number of people. Mm. There. It was brilliant. Yeah, she lived there all her life, Virginia County Calvin. Mm. But it shows do, do that. You think if that you what do you think of that accent? The Calvin accent. It's funny. Why did they lisp in Calvin? It's it's instantly you think about. And, the, and how would you know you had a lisp if you were from Calvin? <laughs> That's a joke. I do. Thank you. Yeah. 
how do you know you have a lisp if you're from Cavan? That's funny because it is funny. It's it's <laughs> almost the same like Spanish people. How would you know that they have a lisp? That's your joke anyway. I can't wait for your one minute of stand up. I'm not doing yes, it today. Yes, you fucking are. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's my worst nightmare. She does. It is. <laughs> you doing one minute. Yeah. <laughs> I know, no. yeah, yeah. It, it, but she, do, she does it because she loves us and she falls on the sword every time. No, no, but it, sometimes you do good, good. When you, when are you jump doing, a little bit sometimes. When are you doing your one minute of stand up? Oh, in, in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, so yes, I might go for a break in twenty minutes. So, so Barry, uh, mm. it's interesting. Like, um, so you became minister for children at one yeah. point. Was it? Were you? That was what that a full ministry? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was a junior ministry. Oh right. But I was in the cabinet as a junior minister, so I was sitting at the top of the table in a. They used to say it was kind of the high chair. The high the chair. And, and, you know, you know, like what people wouldn't know about politics. Who's that guy from RTE who had this huge uh, surge of popular support and then he went in and he just couldn't hack the sort of backroom yeah. dealing. What was his name? George Lee. George Lee. Yeah. Um, and I, th I think he, the feeling I got without knowing it hmm. was that he just kind of was shocked by uh, the sort of cliques and networks that you mm -hmm. kind of, because there's a lot of, mm shouldering and moving around and yeah. being like I, I, like I, in I any think what happened to him is that uh, he got a huge he won a by-election he won a massive vote at the by-election and he thought he could sail in well I mean he, he had expertise in economics and so the country was in a bad way and we needed experts in the doll to help with the sort of whatever we're going to do to fix things and then when he arrived into the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party there was already a fellow there who was their head of the finance area which is Richard Bruton and so there was no real way in for him and he found himself being Richard, a backbencher. Richard Brutal Bruton. Bruton uh, Richard Bruton, who, who has just announced that he's not going to run again. So um, so George faced that situation and he realised it wasn't going to be, you know, him charging in on the... Uh, mm. what, what a fucking pussy. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> but... but um, um, uh, I, I would suggest people do not look to, you know... Like, I mean, how much... Uh, effect affect how much do politicians affect us like like yeah i mean uh, we were just i was just at a school down in uh, leeson street to, to, uh, this morning called cus and uh, they're having this european youth parliament and um you know they asked me what do you do and i was talking about this issue mm. you know we were talking about before about fast fashion and we're, we're, we're talking oh yeah about sorry I, I do want to talk yeah, that's kind of that, the main reason you're well one of the main reasons you're yeah. here about you know there's fast food but there's also a thing called fast fashion yeah which is the same kind of idea really sorry anyway you were talking to yeah. these talk, uh, talking about what, what effect yeah so, politicians so, so have. i was explaining to them that last week or as in you know a couple of days ago we, we were in strasbourg and we were discussing israel and oh. as we do in the European Parliament, we had to pass a resolution that explained what the Parliament's position was. Yeah. And so there was a debate about the wording and we were pulling and pushing about particular wording. So originally the wording was the EU Parliament supports Israel. Right. We changed that to the European Parliament supports the people of Israel. Right. And then it changed to the European Parliament supports the government and the people of Israel. So there was. So it's, it's so pointless, Barry. Well, yeah, I know. Barry, it is. They have no. It's like people protesting, uh, uh, you know, on the streets of a Collins Street. But, like but, over here, like who cares? It no, doesn't so, so, so subsequently, before I came in here, actually, I was talking to a guy in Gaza. Mm. Oh, yes. Uh, this morning. And uh, he is in uh, in Shati refugee camp. He's, he's an Irish uh, passport holder. And he but spent he's also, 17 years. Yeah, he's Gazan originally. Okay. 
but he spent 17 years here he's got four boys they're all teenagers close enough and they're in the refugee camp and I was explaining to him what we did in Strasbourg last week and we were trying to change the European approach the European approach von der Leyen's approach is all about support Israel unconditionally Mm -hmm. and I was explaining to them that some MEPs were really pushing hard to try and balance that by you know trying to shed light on the humanitarian situation in Gaza and it means something to these guys yeah. to know that people are listening because they think the outside world thinks they're just you know uh, dispensable and you know 4,000 people have died like you and I grew up and they have a you know right to feel like that yeah yeah absolutely and he, mm. the guy was very upset on the phone this morning but well know, of course he was upset yeah. Barry because you have children I have children Israelis have children Palestinians have children and, what, and the, the kind of overarching thing is like at some point at some point peace will break out Mm. And probably one of the main motivating factors is because people start thinking of their kids. Mm. Like, do you want your kids to be grown up? It, it, it's so mm. traumatizing, mm. isn't it? It is. I, 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 I mean, it's it's really desperate, mm. irrespective of this or that. I mean, Christ, Barry. But, you, you know, the, the, you're asking, do we make a difference? A lot of the time it doesn't feel like we do, mm. but sometimes it does. And I felt last week we were doing something worthwhile. Um, and then in the fast fashion thing, yeah, I mean, there's well, well, a new a sec- law but, 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 coming out about it. And Barry, just two seconds, yeah. two seconds. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Europe, Brussels. I've been to. Anyway, do you know? I'll just. I just want to park that. Um, I, I, I was going to look up and do some research about fast fashion, and mm-hmm. uh, and I thought, in some ways, my ignorance would work for me in the sense that I'd say uh, a lot of people, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody mm-hmm. who's watching, but I'm, I'm saying you're ignorant. Um, no, about fast fashion. Mm. I mean, uh, I'll just, I'll just quickly, like, uh, one or two times I've gone to that place. What, what did Pennies? It, Primark. Oh, Primark. Pennies and you buy a T-shirt and it's, oh, in, and you think a T-shirt shouldn't be that cheap. And number two, it's really bad and it doesn't, it sort of doesn't last very long. It's just very cheaply made. There's that thing. And then the other argument, I guess, would be, um, this is from a point of ignorance, is if you, uh, don't take this kind of fast fashion then even though it's a really shit job in those countries uh, but at least they have mm. a job even though it is shit what would you say to that um well i mean there's a lot of i things. mean they just be very badly treated it's not it's, 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 so so for example in um, sorry can you and explain what is fast fashion so fast Barry, fashion sorry. is the idea that um thousands of new products are launched on a daily basis on online platforms and if they don't sell, you can return them, but they go to landfill. And and fashion, if it, it is not controlled, it, it can end up, I think by 2050, it's predicted it'll be account for 40% of all global CO2 emissions. I mean, 40% of global CO2 emissions. But that's by 2050 if it doesn't change. Well, fast so fashion, take, by the way, Barry, it's not, I, I'm thinking of Primark. Is this an actual online phenomenon? Yeah, it's mostly online. Okay. It's so, mostly online. So would, would young kids understand, like, would they be, they'd know about this? Or yeah, what? yeah. And like, it's the target uh, audience. What are, are the sites? Is it like Primark has... Primark online have, yeah. shop as well. So well, how does differentiate so, so from... Pri- is it Primark as well in that fast fashion Yeah, bracket? Yeah, I mean... The, there's a, or the, not? So there's a thing called the Index of Fashion Sustainability. And you can look up and see how each brand is, is doing in terms of, uh, you know, human rights abuses and environmental damage. And the ones that are the absolute worst are the online platforms. The, the pre-marks of this world, the H&M's, the Zara's, they're not as bad. Mm. They would sort of come out with around a 50% score 
whereas Sheehan and Timu would get a 5% score. What, sorry, what are those? Uh, so those? Shein is a Chinese uh, okay. uh, online platform um, and they uh, produce, I think, 10,000 new products a day. And they will just produce maybe 100, 150. They have massive algorithms and technology that would determine whether these products are doing well. If they do, they crowd them Jesus in. Jesus, Barry. So it's like, it's, like they're, it's, like they're, it's like they want to, uh, a particular thing to go viral. It's almost like yeah. videos. We just push and push and stuff. Okay, that and then make tons of that. Correct, yeah. And, and, and but because they've done ten thousand products a day, let's say so five. Wait, let's say, say about yeah. new products oh, are, are, la- are launched every day. And so they would copy whatever the high street. And they're copying high street, and they're copying individual fashion designers themselves. And they've spotted their own products suddenly appearing in Sheen. So, um, so, so that that let's say there's nine thousand products that are not successful. Yeah. Everybody has a right to return every product, <laughs> so it all goes back to factories, and they just put them in landfill. So the, the damage that's doing is just unbelievable, not only in the transport of all these products out, the transport of all the products back. Have you seen, I'm like, where is this happening? Um, um, uh, so Shein's supply chain, a lot of it is in China. Um, there are other parts of the world, um, Southeast Asia, where the factories are. Uh, what, what kicked off a lot of interest in all this area is the famous Rana Plaza disaster in April of 2013 when over a thousand people, mostly women, working in a garment factory uh, called the Rana Plaza and it collapsed. Where was that? And they were producing T-shirts and textiles for, you know, Primark, Zara, H&M and all these. Where was that? In Bangladesh. Okay, Jesus. So anyway, that that kicked off as sort of an effort to try and fix all that situation. Um, And we're kind of getting there at a European level. But I mean, it's just uh, really sad what's happening. And there's also slave labor in that in that supply chain. So what brought it to a head in Ireland as a big issue is that the the government sort of put out the red carpet for Sheehan to open uh, their European headquarters here in Dublin. So they have about 30 employees in this office in Dublin, the Irish government put out the red carpet, and yet there's strong evidence that there's slave labour in their supply chain. It's really, really shocking. Well, slave labour, where, where would they be now? Are you so, talking about, so, so I, I'm, how, how do you pronounce it? She ha, she, Sheen, Sheen. So that you, you, have, you open up a big factory. So when you say slave labour, they're not paying kids. So what's happening oh God, is, just horrible. to give an example, uh, so... Sheehan will say mm. that they carry out ethical trading audits, right? Yeah. They send people in to check to see that these factories are above board and not doing any damage. So who does the ethical trading audit? They're actually, you're in, let's say, take a factory in China. Mm. Uh, you've got a Chinese national to go in and check to see what's happening there. Do you really think a Chinese no. national can call out human rights abuses no. yeah. well, well, and uh, live a normal life in China? Under the Chinese Communist Party. Well, also, yeah, so, the, so, so they're sort of auditing themselves. So it's it, not, The audits just don't stand up. So, so yeah. to, to, And just to prove it, I know it's a little bit... No, no, I, Barry, I'll tell you, right, listen, I think, um, I don't think people, th- they just, it's just, they're just there, they're, they're bored, and they can see, oh, I can get this yeah. shirt for, what is it? What, what, what price are we talking Tenor, about? Know, Tenor or five? Well, I think it's more about educating people. Yeah. about the choices they can make. Well, I don't think anyone, if they knew that people were working under really shit conditions, being taken advantage of, being paid fuck all, 
And also, the, you know, it's mm. not just it's not it's not a little joke or a little fad. But if they knew the background to where yeah. they're getting these clothes from, I don't think people would buy it. But and also, say, and uh, also, it's it, it it's it doesn't last very long. It's lush. Oh, what about and, and all clothing the shouldn't clothing shouldn't be that cheap. Same way, meat shouldn't be that cheap. You should, the I only want, thing is, who takes? Same way, flights. I don't want to fly Ryanair. You know, it's like, too cheap. I don't trust them. So, Go so she, she and she and her took in something like uh, a revenue of fifteen billion dollars last year, and it's valued as a company of as over one hundred billion, hundred billion dollars. It's valued at so. It's but a they don't massive. pay taxes here either. Because no, well, they attracted to Ireland because of the low corporation tax. Yeah. Let's be clear about it. So they'll probably book some of that tax in Ireland, even though they're not producing anything in Ireland it's just the the, the brand God we're but, such suckers but look uh, I, I did an article in the Sun newspaper the other day mm. right and the, the opening line was what does fish fingers t-shirts and your smartphone have in common now the fish fingers is that there was a big uh, study done it took four years to do it in the Chinese distance fishing fleet and there is absolutely definitely evidence of slave labour in the Chinese distance fishing fleet and they provide seafood into little Aldi, Tesco, Musgraves. Barry, can I just so ask right, you, right can, in can, our, can, you know, we we buy this stuff and it's actually in our supply chains. Okay, I'll just hold that the fish yeah. fingers thing. When you say slave labor, right. what 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 are we? What the hell are we talking about? Like when I think of slaves, I think of like a horde of tribes going into a country and just grabbing people and yeah. and just forcing them to work against their will. I, I think I think a better way to describe it or is indentured forced labor. Oh, well, okay. okay. Now the, the, it's, it's it's called forced labor or modern slavery today, but yeah. I'm just. That's, yeah. It's really just uh, uh, semantics. But w w what has happened is that the Xinjiang population, uh, the, the Uyghur population in Xinjiang, have been transferred to the east coast of China where they're working in seafood processing okay. plants. Uh, North Koreans have been sent into the fishing fleet where 90% of their income is directed into uh, government okay. bank accounts. Yeah. And they're required to go there. Now, when the audit guy arrives in and he's like, how does he audit the Chinese fishing? Barry, fish? uh, this is look, uh, honestly, I mean, we have to talk like, about this. Like wh what would happen if those factories closed down? What would happen to those people? Um, I think I mean, these factories close down all the time, by the way. So oh, they're, yeah. they're replaced by new ones because this product didn't go well. You know, oh, yeah. so, so Sheehan doesn't own any factories. Sheehan simply buys from factories. It's constantly making differences. And who's the head of this big, who's the guy? Uh, a Chinese guy set the company up in 2007. Uh, it was initially but I just China. think, isn't it in a way simple, just not allowing those products come to Ireland, exactly. Europe. You hit the nail on the head there. Because it, it's the simplest thing. Yeah, yeah but, just, but you see those big fat fuckers, you know, they'll be going like, oh, come on in Ireland, no problem. You can have, yeah. you can have a big office no, uh, and how yeah, much are you yeah, paying us? Yeah. And there's all this little... Don't uh, pay us anything. No, we it, don't it, want but any Hannah, money. you're right. Exactly that. The, what, what, what we're working on in, at the moment in the European Parliament, we just passed, actually had a vote uh, just to, uh, last week, actually, is there's a new forced labour ban and what that means is that you can no longer place a product that uh, has forced labour in, in 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 its in its production on the European single but market. You, but you, you can't know, you can't do it. There's a forced labour in this product. Oh yeah, right. the cobalt. But but the you cobalt. see, the, see the, that's, that's really so, yeah. But that's the point. So if you're getting that's more child labour, it's more child labour. The cobalt thing. Oh my god. No, it's not. It's not the same as slave oh, labour. It it's, is slave labour. It's women with children on their backs. Okay, but grabbing uh, for cobalt uh, with bare hands. They, they are. Yeah, but it's child labour. I mean, they 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 are not. It's not the same as what's what's happening in Xinjiang. Is these populations are being transferred to the east coast, mm. and they're being they're being forced into 
fishing fleets. But, uh, the, the, children, but, yes, the child mining the is, is absolutely illegal. And it's Hannah, exactly Hannah, the same problem. My, my problem is, sorry for talking over you, Barry, but mm. my problem is that's, that's the point. You know, when, when I went to Primark and a T-shirt mm. and you're looking at it, five euro. I've never seen a T-shirt that cheap. So T-shirts shouldn't be that cheap. I mean, and the only reason they are that cheap is because the people uh, making them are being paid fuck all. So yeah, you're benefiting. Also, so you're you, indirectly. Anytime you buy a T-shirt or a wing wang fucking whatever, you're going like fair play to you lads. I, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Um, so, you know, the way like uh, as time has got like last, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 <laughs> years, a lot of production and factories mm. in Western countries like the United States, UK, are like mm. a lot of factories have closed down and a lot of the um, production has gone to Asia, Southeast Asia. Would it be an idea to start, you know, kind of opening up more factories for people in the west to work in you know what i mean yeah no it's a great question because uh basically what's happened in, with globalization it was kind of outsourced yeah. human rights abuses yeah. so now the human rights abuse isn't in europe it's in the supply chain and that's the problem you know whether it's yeah. your your phone the cobalt the kids mining in congo if it's the the fish products we have in our there we've outsourced all the human rights abuses and the, and the environmental damage so bringing factory but but let's also remember that that's not the majority. For the most part, globalization has lifted millions and millions of people out of poverty yeah. in Southeast Asia uh, that are working where manufacturing has been outsourced as a result of globalization. So bringing this manufacturing back, um, no, I think we've moved into much more of a show. service economy, much more yeah. of a knowledge economy now in, in, in the European Union. So manufacturing is not uh, really, I don't think it's realistic to bring back that basic manufacturing back to Europe. I think the, yeah. we, we do advanced manufacturing in Europe yeah. uh, to do with semiconductors, to do with chips, to do with th that kind of very high tech but pharmaceutical and, and computer. Mm. They're the kind of areas that we will be doing manufacturing. Uh, not not in Southeast Asia, and that's part of the whole pandemic problem with the supply mm. chain. We've ended up um, being, you know, showing that we had a lot of problems in that area because uh, Chinese are just out out outdoing everyone. Uh, they are know? in in basic in, manufacturing, but not advanced manufacturing. Mm. You know, like chips and these advanced. Oh, what about semiconductors? Were in they? No, they're Taiwan and. And uh, they're very much Taiwan is the lead mm. in, in in chip manufacturing, and the European Union is very nervous about the massive amount of chip manufacturing yeah. that's in Taiwan because China is always looking at Taiwan. So, so hand. is that? Do you so think? You, so that, that, do you think that's why China, essentially why China wants to be in Taiwan is to have that chip manufacturing? Talent? I think I think it's more than that. I think it's uh, it's uh, just a. A sense of the reunification of China they consider it you know and, and most countries have uh, you know they recognize that there is a one they call it a one China policy yeah. so it's all the one but there are two governments at the moment um, so most governments won't have an embassy in Taiwan most right, governments right. won't have a Taiwanese embassy in their country the only one that did was Lithuania yeah. and they got heavily bullied yeah, that, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a weird one with Taiwan, like, because uh, I've, I've looked at it in the one China policy where the US and China had an agreement that Taiwan would be part of China, but they would have no, like, uh, inflammatory, mm. uh, aggressive policies in mm -hmm. reunifying that. But, uh, you know, like, if you look at the 
the votes like 70 to 80 percent of Taiwanese people want independence so like in that kind of global sit- geopolitical situation like what what would be your kind of like like do you listen to the people that they want independence or do you listen to the big power that that's their intentions to reunify like what, i know I, I totally support taiwan's independence 100 percent. and i've been to taiwan and um you know but you have to be careful about it you have to you know china yeah. has uh you know you don't want to inflame the situation because if you end up with a, yeah. uh, the west coming to the aid of taiwan jesus i mean we're a you well, yeah, I it. think I don't think China China just want to take the world over uh, in, in, financially. They just want to they yeah. just want to beat the shit out of us. I don't think they this. have the kind of aggressive intent beyond you know. The and way in a way, in a way, they can t- they. I, I would say go for it because we don't work as hard as they they do. Seemingly, mm-hmm. um, certainly I don't. <laughs> so uh, you know, <laughs> no like uh, the there. only thing I just think that we uh, should be you know sorting our own problem first i mean you know like not letting those companies into europe europe to our markets don't use us as the platform that they can flourish because like you know like if if europe would say oh there's a slavery in china and we want to sort them out i think this is like there's so many other problems around us that Mm -hmm. We trying to sort Chinese problem. Okay, can I also say right? Can I just want to talk? I I literally just want to talk now. Right. Okay, Barry. The thing is, right? Yeah. You you talk about really cheap manufacturing. People Mm -hmm. taking advantage of very vulnerable people, not paying them. Absolute bastards, right? But then that's over there, so we can't see it. And then we get this lovely product. And it's so brilliant. And I'm talking about our, f- and I might have to edit this out. I'm talking about our phones. Mm-hmm. Like, is there cobalt in everyone's phone? Yeah. It's, right, right. It's Hang on a second. There every yeah, but there is. And, it, and, it, and it's almost, and then you've seen these Vice documentaries of how they get, <clears throat> I don't know if that's how they get all the cobalt. Is that how they get all the cobalt? No, but that's anyway, only a part. And then it's, they it's call a, it artisan oh, mining. Right, yeah, they call artisan. it artisan mining. Oh my God. When you think artisan, you yeah, think yeah. about your making uh, this sophisticating bag. So okay, so Hannah, what I'm saying is, so so people just have their mobile phones, their iPhone 14s, and just are hoping that the cobalt that's in the phone didn't come from there. But then the product itself is so enticing, it's so seductive, it's almost like I'm I'm sorry, but you know, it, it, it's a, mm. is it a little? It's almost like you know, Michael Jackson. Yeah, he may he may have you know done that, but his music is so brilliant. I have to listen to it. So I went into I'm, Primark and I said. Primark, Primark. I went into. Can we talk about that cobalt thing? Yeah, cobalt. So, so, uh, but, but, yeah. I mean, look, so, th- so there is actually a legal case being taken by the representatives of the children that have been killed and injured while carrying out cobalt mining. So, as you say, it's artisanal cobalt mining. Uh, basically, it's on the surface, essentially, a very l- under the surface, very low uh, depth, and so anybody can do it. Uh, to do cobalt mining, extremely valuable. And then it gets aggregated by local buyers. The local buyers feed it into the supply chain. And then it's not traceable okay. for Apple, Microsoft, for Dell. For mm. So there's a case being taken right now by an NGO on behalf of children who have been killed with landslides and uh, various injuries while they're carrying out this mining. The big problem is there's no point in the chil- this case being taken in the Democratic Republic of Congo. So the case has been taken in European courts and the European court, the big companies will say, well, this is something that happened in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm. 
they're, what are you doing suing mm-hmm. us here in the Netherlands or the mm-hmm. UK? And the the, 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 the the most recent update I heard was that one of the UK courts accepted jurisdiction. In other words, they, you can hear this case here. We can we can mm-hmm. proceed. And that's a big step. But we're also passing a new law in the European Parliament called the Corporate Sustainability Due Diligence Directive. Very hard. Jesus I Christ, know. Barry. That, you see, that's part of the problem see, with the whole d- European... But I, I said uh, it's, 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 it's like this is almost like whitewashing. It's so dilutive. Break, break it down word for word. No, no, don't. Just hang on a second. Just please. feel good about ourselves. Hannah, okay. It's a lot of whitewashing. Hannah, all I want to say is I just want to stick with this cobalt. What percentage of the cobalt that we get? So is, is, 60% is from a, of the world's cobalt comes from the Democratic Republic of I Congo. Think it's okay. How much? It's Hannah. like 80%. Okay, let's say okay, 60%. This guy 70%. Let's just, Hannah. Okay, it's more than half the world's cobalt. <coughs> it just let people finish each other's points. Because okay, yeah, okay. okay. ta- everyone's talking. Con's out. totally tuned out, and you're right. He's, he's, he's reflective of the audience watching uh, this. They'd be just bored out of their minds. Yes. Anyway, no, that's uh, but, but if you're bored, well, fuck you, actually. Well, no, because you shouldn't be... Uh, uh, look, but the, uh, sorry, go on, Barry. Sorry, the point I'm going to make is... Uh, I, I, Jack said, what is it actually called? It's called Corporate Sustainability. Oh, no. <laughs> go on. Cor- yeah, go. You asked. <laughs> no, no. no I, 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 I was shaking my head at him. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I haven't got to the end. Okay, it's, it's, it's not that complicated if you just take it it's, word it, for word. It's, you know? it's called CS3D for short, but it's Corporate Sustainability Due Diligence Directive. Due diligence is when you check your Barry, supply Barry, we chain. know what due diligence I know, means. But, but the point is, it's, it's, the, because it's so boring, as you say, and, you know, Khan isn't paying attention and lots of people who switched off. But that's why I'm pursuing the fast fashion thing because people <laughs> understand that. And it's my way in to explain the laws that we're trying to make. And the, the cobalt in your phone, people understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The fish fingers, the fish goujons, they come from it. People understand that. And then they begin to say, well, what are we going to do about it? But and why then am I can I... say CS3D. It's actually about how we're forcing large companies to x-ray their <laughs> supply chain to make sure this stuff isn't in there. You don't think this is going to work, Mary, no. or Sinead, or whatever your name is? <laughs> Listen, hey, Hannah, no, look, I, th- I, I just want to get on to stay with the cobalt thing. I want to find out how much, what percentage now, of the cobalt. I'm going to keep on talking yeah, because I know 60%. I'm on right. 60% of the cobalt that we get is from the, no, but is it from it those slaves? The Democratic those, Republic of Congo. She won't let me finish this sentence. And that's why we're together. 70%. World's cobalt. So you would expect. I'm just asking David, how much a percentage of the cobalt is got from those, you know, artisanal mines. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, from the artisanal mines. It's a, a very small. Like how? Of that. What percent? I'd say. I'd say of the seventy, about five percent. Okay. That. Can I? Well, that Maybe gives, less, that gives actually. me that ge- that. In other words, so the phones that we use, a small percentage comes from these awful situations. So, yeah. uh, so there's big companies over there mining cobalt. Yeah, they're not taking enough care to check their supply chains oh in my opinion yeah. and ne- up to now it's just been guidelines you know lads do your best try to make sure that there isn't any of this but now with this new law for the first time ever there is a, 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 a they can be um, subject to civil liability so they can be sued for the first time ever they can be sued there is now who's they specific, I mean uh, whoever the big companies, suppl- the big companies. No, can like be sued. Tesla you know yeah. cobalt comes to every electric vehicle as well mm. and another part of it is this like you know so if you have 70% of the world's cobalt which is now absolutely the most important rare mm. earth uh, available because we're all moving from fossil fuels into this whole renewables um, you would think the Democratic Republic of Congo would be the new Saudi Arabia 
you know, because they have all right. of this. But Chinese, um, it's um, all foreign like, owned. So, so we're doing exactly the same as we did with the oil. We have this kind of, um, you know, the curse associated with the resources. So, who, own, who owns most China. of China? Well, China does all the processing. Because I read about an interview with the guy. Yeah. What's his name? Was guy Cedar Kara? He wrote the book uh, Cobalt Red. Is is it as big a deal as oil? I mean, cobalt. It is. It, Once again, it's, it's kind of... It, so Nigeria produces a huge amount of oil, but it buys petroleum, so it's processed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Somewhere else. Right. They buy it back. <laughs> so they yes. end up, the money that they get from selling crude, they, they, they spend on getting back processed, you know, petroleum, diesel. And, See, and, and I mean. similarly, what's happening with, 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 uh, with DRC is they have all the raw, the raw materials, but they send it somewhere else to be processed. But, you know, so they don't get any a, value. It's so, like so, a but, but, slavery in Africa. But what I'm saying so is, Hannah, the, the Chinese come out. Hannah, Listen, you're not going to put this out, are you? No, no. <laughs> so everyone's talking over each other all the time. It's really annoying. Yeah, because Hannah won't let me finish a oh, sentence. Right. No Sorry. one's intelligence is being questioned here, okay? <laughs> Christ. Look, look, listen, listen. Um, yeah, but what's so, like, chi- Chinese company, Irish, whatever it is, comes into uh, so Democratic get- Republic of Congo and just, you know, they pays own, off listen, some guy. They but they should, that companies. deal should be... It's they scary. own those mining companies, folks. Before it became no cobalt, no, because Sorry, I, have a, I have a question. Because and you're so, are you the minister here? No. no. So what? You're I just, just like, read you, okay. I don't even want you. I, I have a question for Barry. Um, so, <laughs> you were saying that forty percent uh, by 2050, 40 percent mm. of all emissions will come from the fast fashion mm. uh, CO two emissions. So, like, how is the European Parliament going to deal with like th- that affecting the environment? Like, I mean. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. With, like by 2050, the Arctic Circle will have no ice in it, um, it during the summer summer months. So yeah. like, how is it going to or like, you know, stuff like permafrost areas and mm-hmm. forests in Russia, they're being destroyed like by global warming. So like, how is the European Parliament going to f- yeah, well, affect uh, all the like, uh, before the pandemic and the invasion of Ukraine? It, it, the biggest policy thing was the Green Deal. So we're trying to get to um, we're trying to reduce uh, all our emissions to, to zero by 2050. And there's uh, just an insane amount of legislation going through the European Parliament right now to try to tackle the climate challenge and, the, and to reduce carbon emissions uh, as, as, as quickly as possible to deal with all the, que- all the points that you've just made. Uh, so it is happening. And 70 percent of the laws that affect here, Dublin, 
come from Brussels. Uh, a lot of the drama comes from the doll, but 70% of the laws come from Brussels. I mean, I'd, be, I'd love to know from you, Hannah, you know, the Polish election that happened. Can yeah. I ask you, do, do you think that that's, how has that been received among your friends and your family? Oh, I mean, no, like, uh, you know, like, uh, it was the biggest uh, turnout for many, many years. Oh, yeah, the like turnout. 75% actually voted. And it was higher, like 85% in Warsaw. How come, Hannah? Because people are um, fed up with the government we used to have. Was it, what's the particular still issue? But they won. They still won. What's the issue that they're... Oh, it's, it's um, you know, they're very corrupt. They they promote their own policies, you know. They, well, well, it's they, peace, right? Peace are kind yeah. of their... They're very anti-EU uh, and they're, uh, you know, they're anti-Russia as well. A lot of people in Poland, when you talk to them, they have the feeling that peace wants uh, totalitarian control of Poland. Mm. So that, when I was talking who to people, wants? Uh, the, co- the government, which is called peace. And oh. I think uh, who's the prime minister? Kaczynski? Kaczynski is the no, yeah, due, due is the president. The, he's, he's Maria Vecchi is the is right. the prime minister. Morawiecki. Morawiecki. Right, right, right. Can I just say about the European Union and the MEP and all or European Parliament? Um, I don't know. It seems very bogged down in um, paperwork and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like those. Uh, it feels like you you know that organization Drink Aware, and uh, you know you know these al- alcohol manufacturers. And as long as you have Drink Aware. You know, just be aware of the mm. fact that you're drinking. Like these countries that are committing mm. this stuff again, you know, and ruining the fucking environment. They know it, but you can't really do anything about mm. it because they're their own mm. nation states. I mean, I don't know. It just feels that the European, the European Parliament doesn't have teeth. Like, well, like but maybe America, I don't know. Does any organization who's trying to make the world more fucking sustainable for future generations is there any because because it seems to be yeah, people well, are motivated uh, by greed and, and and very much so and this new uh I'm new economy i wish i was motivated by greed very I hysterical no what you know the, the the new green policies are a lot of time very hysterical in the sense that it's very political you who, know who? you oh, know yeah. this new um you know green sort of policies that mm. we have zero emissions because it's not sustainable and actually influence ordinary people do you, do you find Ireland, it frustrating barry uh, workers mm. who are who their okay. quality of life yeah no i get that lessened. in fact that's what happened with i mean the, it like, doesn't okay. influence meps or no. other Hannah, you know there's Hannah, a really big do you disparity feel, do, are you just let just let barry answer okay. i'm trying to i'm trying just, to just, just are you frustrated Right. So I, I think Macron tried to bring in this very modest environmental levy in 2017, I think. And it was it created the Gilets Jaunes backlash. People just went out on the streets and they were called Gilets Jaunes. They were in yellow vests and they blocked, you know, mm. all the roundabouts and they blocked the streets and they protested and they protested. And it was a very modest environmental levy, you know. So and, and people said, uh, well, for, for us politicians, we're worried about the end of the world. For the people... They're worried about the end of the month. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so, so the concept of the just transition. OK, we have to transition away from fossil fuels to a more sustainable, more renewable energy, which is all possible. But how can you do it 
in a fair way so that people aren't they yeah, don't lose their jobs time. they don't lose their industry you take time absolutely it so so 2050 happen. is the d- the target for you know zero Listen, emissions it, and things I think that's don't reasonable. happen overnight you know yeah. we had a policy fossil fuels for like hundreds of years mm. and now they demand from us to change it over three ten years it's impossible well look well, i don't know if, I, I don't think anything is impossible if you look at the what happened in covid people were forced indoors and and yeah, the, the people and are very happened? easily manipulated we need a leader we need a superhero and who has control and just gets the job done Barry <laughs> well, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for uh, the but, but, is, but it must be it must you know all this carry on it it drives me I, I lose the will to live like a, a few sentences into all this stuff and I'm just like I'm just dizzy I want to faint but yeah. for you in the kind of front line of uh, European Parliament is it is it very frustrating? Like, just even... Th- that's why I suppose people just try to pick one issue that they yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, you know? it is It is frustrating and it's it's trying to get people to I- get interested in something that is obscure, that yeah. is technical, that is remote, that won't actually be the law for a little while. I mean, I've been working on this CS3D for about three years now and it's still not the law. Yeah. So I've been working on it for an awful long time, and okay. And the CS three D addresses fast fashion. It it forces larger companies to make sure they don't have human rights abuse in their supply chain. And Barry, how are those so uh, big corporations? How are those big corporations uh, pushing back against the work that you're doing? They want only very very large companies to be involved, not for small and medium enterprises to be involved. They don't want them put put any regulatory burden on SMEs. Uh, what are SMEs? SMEs, small and medium-sized enterprises. Jesus, Barry, uh, do they? Uh, do these big corporations have all uh, uh, like teams of lawyers? They do. Like they how, have how lobbyists? Many? How, they uh, have, like how big are we talking about? Well, they spend millions in Brussels every year trying to influence what about legislation. Well, wait, I just company? want forget it. Uh, 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 no, not going down that one. Sorry, Hannah. Um, so, they, like, are, are we talking about like uh, like a big business, like teams, like twenty lawyers or thirty? Yeah, or? yeah, they're huge teams. I mean, so so they, so so, and that's a lot of money. So they, so, it's worth it for them to, to pump yeah. and to stall people like you. As, they, 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 yeah, it is worth yeah. Their, their efforts, and and they they can be successful because people don't want to see change. Essentially, essentially, there's two sets of lobbyists in Brussels. There's the NGOs, you know, the liberal sort of people who want to see change. And there's the business lobby who want nothing to change. Yeah. And you know exactly what you're going to get when they come to see you. But I, I personally, I just get some information from both of them, make up my own mind. Um, it's funny, though, Barry, as well, like fast food, you think, well, fast food, it's kind of fast fashion. It doesn't sound terribly bad, does it? Fast fashion. It's just like you see kids and they're bored and they've got no money. But they're, and they're, like, they're, fa- they're, and they're just but, like, oh, fast fashion. But, but, but actually, they're exactly the, the same thing. Like, <clears throat> how can you how can you produce food that was produced uh, that was caught in the sea off the coast of South America and buy it for as cheap as we can mm. in fast, fa- fast yeah, yeah. food? We can't without leaving somebody, you know, damaged by the situation. And now I think we're going to be able to repair that to some extent. Um, Barry, we're just going to take a complete tangent and we're just going to take a little uh, pause. And Mm. thank you very much, by the way, for uh, enlightening. No, we're going to do we're going to have a little sort of light interlude. Mm. And it's called. And that's why we're not laughing. I'm not prepared. (laughs) He's never prepared. Put on your headphones. Okay, go on, go on. So, you know, um, we all have kids and I'm <laughs> a kid and, um, you know, uh, we all talking about fairness and it's all good, but you never like all your kids the same. <laughs> you know, you love your kids the same, 
but you don't like them the same. And you know why? Because you didn't chose them. I mean, this one is arguing, this one you can have a good conversation, with this one you can go on holiday, but with this one you cannot do anything. I mean, for God's sake. You know, what? what's the plan? <laughs> 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 I completely. Wait, wait, we need. Where's the winter? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hannah, was it, was are it you saying. No, 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 but, but okay, thank you, and that's why we're not laughing. Hannah, um, so uh, you're I saying, so, so yeah. yeah, obviously you love kids the same. I but was only thinking about myself and my brother. It's just. Um, oh, your mother really favors your brother. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah, he can do she no does. wrong. And, she and does. I have to say, uh, Hannah's brother um, Radek eats an apple. It's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever said. seen. I know, but he he, he kind of go. He, he's like so, it's like it's like a, it's like a rat trying to get through a, a wall or something. I'm sorry, I don't mean your brother's a rat, <laughs> but I'm just trying to say, like, it's very very odd. And your mother looks on with such love. Yes, uh, and un- she, unconditional love. Unconditional eh? love. Yeah, and that's beautiful. But like, I think that's so true to a lot of families. Yeah, yeah. Because if it happens to me, I'm sure it happens everywhere. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. But it's uh, just like, a, like, just no, a uh, matter of uh, of situation or fact that. Yeah. You know, like friends, you don't want to like everybody, mm. you know, and nobody likes you. You, you choose <laughs> friends. And in family, you know, you, you unfortunately, you stuck with them. <clears throat> yes, yes. That was the light interlude, was it? <laughs> <laughs> but you um, love them. But that's the difference. You stuck, you might not hang around with them, but you love them unconditionally. Yeah. And Absolutely. support them. Um, uh, do we have uh, anything conspiracy corner or do you not think it's appropriate Jack we don't because uh, this is because this the whole thing the whole fast fashion thing or maybe you want to just comment on well, the, well, there, well is a, there, there is a co- uh, conspiracy theory about the fast fashion okay where um, uh, there have been you know it's very far flung but the, apparently uh, some of the workers write um, like SOS uh, yeah writings on the tags so where Jesus where we'll Christ. say how to wash the fabric so it'll say something like um make sure to use cold water and help me when i help me put it in the dryer or whatever okay you know, i don't know what they'd say but they'd have little cryptic like help me you know oh, in, the, in, in in the in the tag of the fabric it sounds a very kind of dickensian victorian indentured there's proof, there's proof about it i mean it's not in in fast fashion but in, mm. in the distance chinese fishing fleet they spend yeah. years at sea and these other refill boats spend years at sea yeah so refill boats come along and they give them fuel and they take away the catch and they, the boat just keeps going on and the people who are on the boat, they can't leave, absolutely can't leave. So during this four year investigation, they got uh, they came up towards these big Chinese squid boats and they got a, bo- a plastic bottle with rice and they put a little le- a letter in the in the bottle, threw it onto the boat and guys wrote answers to the questions. How long have you been at sea? One and a half years. Like uh, where are you from? Bottle. Indonesia. Uh, do you want me to say anything to your family? Write down your phone number, and they threw threw the bottle back with this all this information. Uh, so mm. I don't think that's a conspiracy. The New yeah. Yorker produced a, an article about it about two weeks ago. Mm. Um, as, as I say, it's there's definitely so. Look, look, look. If people are curious enough, 
or if they have any kind of values or if they're decent or whatever, they can look into this stuff themselves. But just, Barry, what are the what are the, the main kind of websites, things that we should avoid if we want to uh, stop supporting these uh, people who are making well, lots of money off the say, backs of other I people? Just, uh, I no? just read Can't, that, let's say, no, I just want to say something. You know, like I just read that Nike, let's say, Oh, here we go. Kids like Nike. They yeah. place really badly on that list Nike. of of companies. Yeah. So, so who gonna who's gonna actually? You know, you could say it, they are very expensive. Okay, oh, okay. So uh, who uh, bears, you know, the price of? Well, where are Nike shoes? made? I don't know where are Nike made. Who they, you know? So Barry, I guess what, what a lot of money and how much do yeah. they pay? So, so the one thing I would say about fast fashion, there is a lot of NGOs working in the space trying to clean trying to help to clean it up so the best thing you can do is to go on to the fashion sustainability index there you go fashion sustainability index and they score every brand that you can oh, think brilliant. of brilliant according to okay you know human rights abuses transparency of their finances uh, environmental damage and as I mentioned, Sheehan would be very, very low score. Um, and then you'll find all the, all of the brands and then you can make choices and you can mm. decide which way to and Barry, what spend your money. Now, like, I know the people are really, you know, it's a cost of living crisis here. You can't ignore that. And people don't have a huge amount of disposable. Well, then they shouldn't income. fucking buy it then. They don't deserve no, to buy that, it. They figure out a way to make money. That, that's a cheap David, that's David, David just stop yeah, saying it's that. Because that yeah, not just, everybody is, you know, as privileged and went to school grows up in family which is business orientated there are a lot of people which uh, you know okay, fair are enough. born in a different situation okay, I mean I the, those low income families or people would rely on shops like Primark to, yeah, to buy, they buy their clothes and like you know they rely on those cheap prices to be able you know to buy them. so like there's that aspect of okay well, well. Can, can I, I just you, can I just say what what is the number like in the fashion sustainability index uh, there's there's a certain line percentage. that if you're above percentage yeah. if you're above that it's okay to mm -hmm. buy from that company well I mean that's a personal judgment but let's say I, I you know Shein would be at 5% the best companies would be around 70-75% okay okay yeah. so you're looking yeah. you know I, I, I Jesus think 50% is, is realistic 5%. but what about those big 5%. houses who, whose clothes are made in China you know huh? like what about the big houses like well, well, Gucci? Well, well, like, yeah, but know, okay. But I guess, I guess, actually, can you look up Gucci Fashion Sustainability Index? Okay. This is good. Just we'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> because, yeah, no, know, and then, and then we're going to go on to uh, the thing. How long have we been broadcasting? An hour. Okay. But I just like to say about, um, you know, it's, it's, it is a, a, a part of a wider, wider problem with forced work. Because I, I heard something where there's more slavery or whatever you want to call it than when slavery was abolished in Jesus, the yeah. United States now. I mean, I don't know how quantifiable that is. But, it is quantifiable. You know, but it's a uh, forced it's a, the, labor. The, uh, the International Labour Organization estimates that there's 27 million people working in forced labour at the moment, mm. globally. So if that's larger than the number that were in slavery after the American Civil War, maybe, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it it's probably happens also like in the States as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a lot of the migrant labor My, is yeah. uh, labor under Sex duress. Labor, you yeah, know? well, tra human trafficking leading to you know, slavery. There's a lot of probably problems in South America, massively. Um, Asia and China is actually clouded in yeah. sort of mystery because we don't know really what's yeah. happening there. Gucci is uh, the biggest mover 
uh, in Transparency Index. Um, Transparency. Uh, for the first time since Fashion Revolution's first annual index in 2017, uh, Gucci is scoring at 80%. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah, but and I'm one of the only two. Yeah. So... Yeah. 80 is the top mark that's brilliant and then you got like uh, Benetton they'd be like 73 H&M would be like 71% so H&M is, is good value right right so, you know you can buy H&M good yeah. love that Barry no I don't I think H&M is, is uh, terrible but, but then there's like quite a lot the that quality is 0%. awful 0% so you got um, Anta Bell Big Bazaar Fashion Nova they're an online one I've seen them Tom Ford Wow. What's Tom Ford? They're very well known. Savage times Fenty. So Did that's Fenty. so that's Rihanna. Oh, right. That's Rihanna's brand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And Savage. So someone you else. So, start, so, so what is it, Barry? You should have started with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. What, 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 I, I listen, anyway, we'll, we'll edit this. But what? what what's yeah, we'll put this on this time. No, go on. <laughs> what, what, what is Savage times Fenty? So that's, uh, so, well, um, Fenty, I'm sorry, pretty sure. So what's the score? <clears> 0%. <throat> like, Jesus. They've got 0%. Rihanna's according, brand. According to this. Uh, okay. Are you sure that's the right index? What is it called? Uh, well, I've got this on an article, but maybe I should look it up on the actual. Well, what's the index called? Fashion again? Sustainability Index. Okay. Okay, and then. Uh, okay. But you know, like. Um, that sounds this, this, right. That you know, sounds let's hope that it's true because um, you know, like let's say Tesla, they say all our sources are verified, and there's no artisan um, cobalt in our in our cars. Yeah, but know? it goes back to the point I made about auditing. Who's doing the auditing? Yeah, exactly. How reliable are the audits? How enforceable are they? And that's a big question, especially if China is in your supply chain mm. or a corrupt country like DRC is in your supply chain and business people have made deals with politicians in DRC. Have you been there? This, no, I've never been to DRC, but I'd love to go. I mean, for this, but for um, uh, how long were you uh, a, a teacher for, Barry? I was seven years teaching. Okay. I taught in Sutton Park and in Ballyfermot and in Bruce College. And uh, did you like it? I loved it. Did I you? Really did, yeah. yeah. And then you went on to, did you? Did, I did studied law at night and I became a barrister. And how, did you practice? I practiced for about five or six years. How did you wow. find that? Uh, didn't didn't like it. I was no good. I wasn't very good. Because <laughs> uh, just um, it didn't suit me. Um, and I enjoyed what, what, parts. What, of what, it. what 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 who likes? What, uh, no, who does it suit? I think it's what is it about it that uh, more, suits people? You know, more intellectual sort of horsepower than myself. Like, I, what, what I, does intellectual? What, oh, sorry, what people do you who are able to absorb vast amounts of information. Oh Christ! And, you, you mean know. to pass those? It's, it's yeah. ridiculous, is oh, it? Well, I got my exams. So right, so. but I mean, are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying what? What? Just they'd, they'd have to remember previous. Um, yeah, recall and re that kind of. That's not my strength at all. Like. You know, Sinead, my wife, is a barrister. She's mm. very, very, very good barrister. Yeah. But she can remember vast mm. amounts of information. Previous cases. Previous so, cases. So is that she prepares cases. Her, her levels of concentration are you ridiculous. Know, unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I didn't really suit. But I, politics suited me and I enjoyed that. When did you first get elected? Uh, to the council. I got elected in Blackrock Ward to the local authority in 99. So right. That's 24 nearly, years ago. 24 years ago, yeah. And then I got elected at all in 2002 and uh, became yeah. a minister in 2008. What was that like uh, when you first got elected um, going into the what was the what was the kind of ooh, or, or was it is it like first day at school kind of carry on? Uh, I don't really remember. Or you don't stuff, remember. But I do remember my being appointed a minister, which mm. was really shocking because I didn't really expect to be um, 
in, in the parliament. I mean, I thought it was a joke because people do ring up their friends when the government mm. has been formed. They say, you know, Barry, could you come up to government buildings? And then oh, it'd yeah. be just a wind up. Yeah. And the what, lad- who, 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 what kind of people think that they're really funny? Yeah. I can't say, you know, I mean, as a comedian, professionally funny and then meeting people and, and they're just like, and you can see that you're not funny, mate. And they're very offended. They, people think they're very funny. Yeah. Like even that thing, you know, when people come up to you, look, like at the funeral. <laughs> look, I know you, but you don't know me. And I'm, I, I, ah, ha, ha, ha. You know, they don't, people don't know mm-hmm. how creepy they are. Look. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. Okay. I just have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. What was your time did you, did, have you Have you looked that up? Did have you, you looked that up? That you yeah, achieved yeah. anything? What is it? No, I like, did. did you did you feel that you made? Um, yeah, I, Jesus, I, I talk about w- w- what that's so misogynistic. No, oh, I, misogynistic? I look because Barry's a woman. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> bastard. No, I the, the the free preschool year was a you know was a big deal. You know the that bring, brought in free universal mm, yeah, uh, yeah 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 uh, childcare education. Not yeah 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 that was a big deal <laughs> for every child in the country. No, it's it's amazing. Uh, it was it was a big deal. And it was it was a really good thing that we did because we, we had no money to do anything very serious but that was the only thing mm. I think it was definitely uh, last of the test of time mm. from my time there anyway and, so, so and that so that means that every kid got one year free in a preschool we've been paid for isn't by it? the state yeah by the state yeah you get three hours now it's not quite child care it's, we call it child care and education because it's only three hours so it doesn't yeah. it's not a labor market intervention yeah. it is for for the child to get so every single child in the country in the age cohort got this. And at that time, that was 2009, 2010. So those children that got it, or they were three years old at that stage, are now 16-year-olds. So when Khan got his junior cert results this week, mm. there were 70,000 of them. And I remember at that time, there were 70,000 kids who got the free preschool year in 2010. Right. Why, so why the same co- Because there was a big... Uh, the the, the birth rate yeah. sort of ballooned up to the time of the crash yeah. and then it fell down again so those children were born in 2007 funny that you use the word balloon but listen <laughs> uh, so listen you ungrateful bastards the politicians do something for you and you have uh, taken advantage of that Barry or Jack just a last well I don't know if there's last thing, there? last thing on this but I was uh, looking did you look at the text in from one of our listeners uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh, Jerry from uh, Springfield but um, so I was looking and it seems a big problem with fast fashion All these, is the um, traceability and uh, companies disclosing their information because mm. it's saying it's saying here that 99% of the companies for, uh, major fashion companies don't um, don't uh, reveal uh, the living wage for their uh, workers throughout the supply chain and I actually my, my thesis last year was on uh, blockchain technology mm. in the food supply chain so I was thinking maybe uh, just there would is there any thought of uh, implementing blockchain technology and what that is is that it's an unchangeable algorithm software where you put information in and it has a unique identifier code and you can't change how referring in context in regards to so that so that if so a big problem with fast fashion and everything is that you cannot trace uh, oh. you cannot trace where the product comes from how it's transported oh I see what you're saying so yeah. if you had blockchain technology Very which good. is unchangeable yes. cannot be mm. tampered with and obviously everyone everyone on all steps of the supply chain would have to get involved with that 
But um, well, it's I I I think that's a yeah. Sorry, go on. So the point is, it's back to the audit. So yeah, who carries out the audit? How can you prove it? What's the traceability? It's zero. Well, that's you the, can't. That's so the so point. so you're you're. This is very much part of the solution. People see is that you have blockchain technology. So it's an untamperable yeah. uh, link back to where the, these products came from. Very difficult at artisanal mining with children in DRC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, very difficult with uh, you know Chinese distance fishing fleet. They're spending a year and mm. a half out in the, out in the ocean, um, but it will definitely improve traceability and then give consumers uh, the information that they need. I, I, but it does go good. You know, it does improve the auditing then, which is the biggest issue. As and far Barry, as uh, does does uh, you know the way you have this uh, fashion sustainability index yeah. as regard clothing and mm -hmm. clothing manufacturers? Mm -hmm. Does that also uh, uh, with food? Uh, no. I don't know the answer to that question, but there's much more uh, care taken in the tr traceability of food for obvious reasons because it you know impacts. But, human it, but fish fingers in particular, uh, like it's it's really horrible. The, the bird's eye fish fingers, but, but, but the traceability know, is to do with the health of the food rather than the health yeah. of the people yeah. making it. You know. Okay, but, well, but you, I, know? I, you know, like I I do my own statement. I boycott <laughs> Nestle and Kellogg's. I do not buy. That's right. So I have to I say that she does. Years. Yeah, she's never. I never. do not buy Nestle mm -hmm. and Kellogg's. Well, I don't know what this, this current state of Nestle and Kellogg's is at the moment. But I kind of just want to wrap things up a little mm. bit and just say that as listening to Barry talking and listening to all the work that's going on in the European Parliament, it's kind of down to you, the individual, really. Um, because it's a sort of supply and demand a little bit. Mm. And I don't know, it's hard to look to certain people. Do they have power, do, you know, moral guidance? It's like, so dr it's like drugs, kind of, you know. Yeah. We, we all know where, you know, everyone uh, in society knows that drugs are unregulated and they come from, you know, exploitation. But, you know, people are like, well, I want to have a good time. Well, so, yeah. so, yeah. so they kind of balance that, uh, that, uh, that uh, moral decision with, well, you know, I'm, I'm having yeah. a good time now. I, I don't want to think about it. We should legalize that. drugs. Okay, well, that's a, that's another that's another things. thing. No, that's another thing. But um, th that down to the individual, and and I think also buying stuff is very impulsive. You know, mm -hmm. you're out out. You know, you're going to this shop and you see something and you want to get it immediately. And just the hassle of, okay, that's made by a manufacturer called Nude. Got you. I see. There should be an app, fashion sustainability yeah. app. Yeah. Just type Nude in. Yeah, but also you have to trust them if they give you the true information. No, well, so, no who gives you the true information? You know, Sorry, like all, all this, you know, like it's down here. Barry, what were you saying? There, Sorry. You know, like. When I went to see Primark about this, they said to me, I, I said, if I go into your shop now, how, how do I know which stuff is more sustainable, which stuff is where it's from? You know, how do I know that? And they say, well, if we put up stuff, people think that it's more expensive, that it's less quality, that it's for a charity. So every time. Sorry, what do you mean, Barry? In other words, if they put up a sign saying this is sustainably oh, yeah. produced cotton, yeah, uh, people automatically assume it's 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 more it's more expensive. Yeah, they think it's for a charity like fair trade or something, and they think oh no, I can't, I, you know, they they get put off. So 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 marketing hasn't caught up with this whole area at all. If you go into any of these shops, you will see very little information about how sustainable yeah. the textiles are, what they do to reuse, recycle. No, no information. You see, it's, it's really people are put off when they go into a shop. It's really, it's really interesting, though, uh, uh, Hannah. You know, like if I, if I go to like O'Moyle's down in um, Shop Street in Galway, and this is an Aaron Cardigan, authentically knit by modern And you want to buy it because it's got a whole fucking history yes. and it's a story, and I want it. And the idea of 
you know, it's lovely to buy stuff that has, uh, you know, an authenticity to it. But I'm, I'm just trying to say, I, I wa- I'm going to look at my clothing now and put them all into Fashion Sustainability Index and see what... I huh? think you're doing really well in the sense because you want, you're you really buying in small shelves. But I just have yes. a question. Because I have taste. How did we go to a stage where we are supporting not small businesses and medium businesses and local ones? Why <laughs> the policies are against those uh, businesses and we supporting those big, huge chains. Well, it's obvious, Hannah. Shh. I'm talking to Barry because he is the one who makes policies. Because Barry and is yeah, well, controlled. Trying to do that. And in fact, I, I'm the whole. F- my campaign against fast fashion is supported by local producers yeah, and designers yeah. here in Ireland, who you know, who, who, who can see their industry collapsing around them because of all these apps and the cheap stuff and mm. they're stealing the ideas and the designs from local designers so that's this is what this campaign is about is to try to so uh, folks try so to, you, to improve the environment Jesus but also Christ, make Barry. a level playing field for local producers as you, yeah, as you Barry you I know, am talking listen no but it's amazing <laughs> oh, as you just said know, as, you, as you just said Barry stealing the uh, ideas of actual fashion designers mm-hmm. so like uh, if I go into a comedy club and I see some guy some woman doing my joke I go up to them Mate, that's my fucking joke and you're benefiting from my hard work. So there's that. So I'm just trying to say... Doesn't um, make as much money as fast fashion. <laughs> no, but I'm just trying to say... I'm just trying to say... <laughs> it wasn't funny in the first place. <laughs> okay, Jack. Yeah? Genital hey. clamps. That was your brother. That was <laughs> no, your yeah. brother. Get him into the headlock. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, what I'm trying to say is that... Um, yeah, just try it. Like, go for it. You know, when you go into a store and you see something you like, just tap it into the yeah. the index and see if it's sustainable. Or see if it's... See if it's somebody hasn't benefited from indentured slavery or but servitude. But that's also one thing. The other thing is oh, what I don't is think it made of? You know, like and another there are three thing. fabrics. And another thing. Three, um, I mean, I'm just telling people. Jack, we're trying to have an interesting fabrics, conversation. Like polyester, nylon, Hannah, and loves, Hannah loves polyester. Should never be on your skin. Let's go, Daniel. Trivia about Nicolas Cage, almost the end of the show. All right. Uh, that's all you have to do. Con is fast asleep, for, and he should be because it's a. Sorry, Con. I'm so sorry, but you, you know, this is called an uncomfortable situation for you, and it's good to embrace uncomfortability because it <laughs> makes you appreciate what you have. Scott, that's how that's how we were talking. That's how our dad talked talked to me when I was. David. And, <laughs> and how did he, he talk was, to Barry? La la la. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, little. It's true. Scott! You little. Scott! Sorry. (laughs) Okay, what are we doing? Uh, uh, We're going to edit all that stuff out. The big D. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Trivia about Nicholas Cage. Nothing trivial about Nicholas Cage. Thank you very much. Jack. I already did it. Well, do it again, mate. It's all right. Okay. I mean, are you? Are you, are you, don't you don't you want to do it again? Don't you no, want to graduate? I, 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 I do. I like the and you want. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Okay. Are you doing it? Well, yeah. Go on. Oh head. Christ! Just do it. <laughs> I can't fast forward though, can I? Okay. Um, God, come on! I'm going to put you on the fashion <laughs> index, and you'll probably be zero percent. <laughs> yeah, good one. So, uh, <laughs> uh, this week in uh, the. Nicholas Cage news. Um, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. He's uh, shocks 
onlookers in Western Australia because um, he, he was stumbling down the street covered in blood and dirt while filming his new movie, The Surfer. So there's pictures, obviously, of him looking very uh, disheveled. disheveled. And, uh, Thank you. You all yes. saw that going. And um, covered in blood. And yeah, the, most uh, onlookers were shocked and fearing the worst. But uh, Disappointed, I'd yeah. say. But he was... He, he, Hannah, Nicolas Cage was in costume. I know. And people thought it was real. Mansplaining know, there. It's a bit of mansplaining. Obvious, yeah. I love mansplaining. <laughs> I love it. I've got to start my own set website. You have to. You have to have your legs real wide open as well. Man- mansplaining. What? What do you call uh, you know those uh, people who do gardening? Landscaping. Landscaping. <laughs> do you like uh, mansplaining? Do you, Manscaping. Do you like uh, Nicholas Cage, Barry? No, no, I don't know good. Anything about oh, well, Nicholas Cage. You remember Birdie? You don't know no. Nicholas Cage? What's your favorite? Uh, I know the name. But yeah. What's your favorite uh, film? One yeah. of your favorite. Do you have a favorite film? Mine uh, is One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I say Down by Law. I like that one. Brilliant. Mm. Down by Law. Oh Very Christ, good, Barry! Yeah. We even didn't even we didn't even touch it. Down by Law. Fantastic. John yeah. Lurie. Tom uh, Waits. Tom Waits. Roberto Roberto Benigni. Black and white. Barry, um, mm. people would look at you and they'd think, he's a real square. Yeah. He doesn't like music, but you were kind of obsessed with, was it reggae first or was it heavy metal? Could you just go back Come to that on. square thing? No, I'm, I'm just sure. saying in the suit. In the, <laughs> no, in the suit, I'm being, I'm being facetious. Be, I'm, because no, no, you're in a uh, suit. Regular, you're in a yeah. suit. When I was in like you're a real square, daddy-o. I wasn't... Well, yeah, when I was in school, um, in fifth year, they, uh, myself and a few friends, Neil Tuberty and... Uh, Neil Tuberty, who's now, who's now uh, working as uh, God in St. Vincent's Hospital. He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, and we, we all kind of got together and we, we, we did this magazine called Reggae Rhythm and we just typed it out and Mick Cavanagh used to draw lots of great pictures and, and we sold it in Base X and Freebird Records in town. They used to sell well, How much? Oh, I think they were 50 pence. And the first edition, it was two, two, two editions. The first edition, we sold 35 <laughs> copies of it. Excellent. And the second edition, uh, we sold, I think, 10. Oh. And then we went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, reggae a rhythms. Start. You yeah. 35 for kids. Hannah, you're horribly supportive. You know, <laughs> you have to be a bit more critical of people. Uh, and they, really? <laughs> they are a guest. We did, we did yeah. two interviews with uh, the Century Steel Band when they were in the SFX and we did an interview with Aswad. Jesus Aswad? <laughs> Who, what, was, what was the famous song of Aswad? Jeez, oh, I can't remember. And then you were really into heavy metal as well. well you before were, that I was into Into ACDC. Yeah, ACDC, Deep Purple. And it's funny, ACDC have really stood, the, genuinely stood the test yeah. of time. They yeah. are just, they're such a powerhouse, really simple Aussie rock. What was your musical taste in those days? Um, uh, ABBA. I was no. into ABBA when I was 13. <laughs> and then and by then. 17, I was kind of into Velvet Underground, Rolling Stones, and I started a band with Paul Dorley. Yeah. What about, called, uh, what was it called? What's the final it name? was called uh, no. Oh, the pelvic push buttons. Oh, I thought it was Mark Skid. Mark Skid and the shitheads. No, I don't know. And the Y fronts. And the Y fronts. No. Um, was it, but you played in the basement. Oh, we played in a place called the Underground, Underground in Dame right, Street, yeah, yeah. and I think uh, Shark Bait or something were. They were kind of like a. You were very good. Ah, uh, yeah. To see, uh, well, so, was good. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you apparently uh, take the mic and uh, go off, like go into the street with the mic and started singing out into the street? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this this is not, we're talking about 1985. Yeah, okay. Man. All right. Mm. Um, but but you loved, you loved, uh, did you did you ever see ACDC back in the day? No. 
No. I saw uh, Iron Maiden in Poland. Oh, yeah, you were into Iron Maiden and all that. No, I wasn't into Iron Maiden. I, I was wasn't into it, but like we were going, there was a concert and I had to go with friends. They really like um, heavy metal. So I didn't have a ticket. We didn't have a ticket. We que- I remember it was an enormous queue and uh, we just pay at the door. That's a great mm. uh, story, Hannah queuing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen, uh, hey, hey, Barry, <laughs> hey, Barry, <laughs> a bit of a. Uh, I, I'll never I forget that. I'll never, that I'll never forget I was, the time. I wasn't near the end of no, it. No, 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 no. And, you, and you're saying you're not a square. I know. Right? I, know. <laughs> I listened to the end of that. Some of us are interested. So what? What? What do you? What, what do you do? Uh, do you like? Do you listen to music now or not? Yeah, I listen to music. Um, I, I really. Why is that funny, Jack? I haven't evolved my. Do you, do you uh, watch taste. television? I haven't. Oh yeah, so a really boring question. Yeah. yeah. So do you play tennis or squash <laughs> or badminton? Um, how do you unwind? <clears throat> do, you, do, do you ever feel pressure when someone else is uh, around and you have to play music? You know, uh, you know what I mean. Like, no. Anyway, no, do, do you ever feel pressure? Like, you know, you have your songs. A guest. Yeah, you have like you're in the car, you're playing some music. They say, "Oh, you put on some music," and you're thinking, "Oh shit." Oh yeah. I we hope on, I don't put we on, on some the shit. We were on the way here, music. and uh, I was trying to. My Kate, my daughter, and uh, Con were in the car, and I was saying, uh, "Listen to this. This is my. <laughs> this is going to be a campaign." theme song for the election next year so I stuck on the A team and so yeah we're going for it Con wasn't so impressed are you having a good time Con yeah can you I will take out for minerals remember when we were kids I hated minerals minerals What's that? A minute uh, is it, it uh, like red it? lemonade. Oh, it was just it. like with with radioactive substance and this stuff. Mm. Um, Very toxic. So music wise, but we, yeah, yeah, I know. Nowadays, I just I listened to Tom Waits a bit. I was listening to a thing song called Potter's Field this morning. You know, like the Down by Law thing. Mm. Yeah, I'm mm. very much. Into it's, so it's funny. Uh, yeah, we we kind of <clears throat> awaken to music at a certain age, and it's kind of hard to we kind of stay there. Yeah, somehow. I haven't evolved at all. Yeah, you know, I don't think. I have no like my tastes would be the same as when I was in my mid twenties. Do you like mm. jazz? No. Do you like? Okay. I uh, love jazz. Huh? I love jazz. And in terms of uh, do you, what sort of jazz do you like? Um, modern jazz or Dave Bruberg, old jazz. Do know. you go to the shop to buy jazz CDs? And do no, you they don't sell <laughs> CDs anymore. Yes, they do in Poland. Mm, I don't know. You stream everything. Um, and do you go to the gym? Because I just started going to the gym, Barry. I've Did got you, my yeah, own personal trainer. I've done six six right. sessions. I've done six sessions with my trainer, and it's horrible. You know, they put you on that cardio machine. You feel like puking. It's yeah. No, I've started going to the gym as well. Do you have a Do you have a personal trainer? No. Like, there's no way I could do it without a personal trainer. I think as you get older, you have to do a little bit of. Oh Jesus! Yeah. PT. Yeah. You, um, uh, move more and eat less. Apparently. Yeah. This is fascinating. <coughs> what are you doing? Okay. Well, listen, Barry, it is fascinating because people want to know uh, what your gym habits are. <laughs> Hannah, if I'm voting for someone, yes, do yes. You, does he go to the gym? Do you sweat yeah. a lot? Do you sweat? sweat? No. Do uh, you sweat? Oh, God, that's that Prince, Prince uh, what's his name? Prince Andrew. God, what a oh, yeah. douche. Prince Andrew Prince Andrew. Sweat. Well, I, I've never been to a, 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 a party. I'm an alien from another planet. What are you talking about? Mate, you're up to your neck in it, you dirty bugger. Uh, okay, is that it then? Okay. He's a dirty liar. Uh, Barry, 
genuinely thank you very much for coming on. It's yeah, a, it's pleasure. a really it's a really uh, uh, it's up to individuals to decide mm. whether they they want to have uh, you know cheap clothing but made by people well i have to say thank you for having me on and it has been uh, I, I was disappointed it wasn't earlier <laughs> but uh, thank you for having yeah me. yeah we'll oh, have you great, great. we'll Enjoy. have you on and and thanks con for being here we can't have con on camera because he, he doesn't he you doesn't want to be he's, he's, he has a different plan for his life actually con is doing bcr radio what what is he doing he's doing bcr radio so he's a blacker college radio Hi, this is Black Rock College Radio. So we have, <laughs> we have Father O'Sullivan on the show. <laughs> Father, sit down. How are you doing? Well, I like music now. <laughs> What's your favorite type of music? Dion Warwick. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Barry. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, my Good Princess David. Jack and Daniel. Uh, good luck. Stop fast fashion immediately. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.